Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. When we closed last week's broadcast, we were talking about methods for developing spiritual intimacy in marriage. We were talking specifically about conversation. So let's pick up there. Don't feel that you can share only the areas of spiritual life in which you are becoming more Christ-like. Spiritual intimacy does not demand spiritual perfection. Remember that your objective in sharing is not to solve theological problems or straighten out each other. Your objective is to encourage each other. Now let's look at praying together. Praying together holds great potential for spiritual intimacy. Perhaps that is why it's so difficult for some couples to do. When we pray together, we consciously come to God and share our thoughts and feelings with Him. We offer praise and thanksgiving and make requests and petitions. On the other hand, some individuals have never developed the ability to pray aloud in the presence of another person. If that is your situation, Dr. Chapman suggests that you pray silently. Hold hands, close your eyes, pray silently. And when you have finished praying, say Amen aloud. Wait until your spouse says Amen aloud and you have prayed together. God hears silent prayers as well as audible ones. When prayer is offered in a public meeting, Dr. Chapman says you can deepen your spiritual intimacy by holding hands during the prayer. Joining hands symbolizes joining hearts as you pray along with the one who is leading in public prayer. Praying together enhances not only our relationship with God, but also our sense of spiritual intimacy. The method of prayer is not important. What is important is that we come to God together, closer to each other and closer to God. Few spiritual exercises hold as great potential for spiritual intimacy as praying together. In your private prayers, you will also want to pray for each other daily. Be specific in your prayers. Pray for some of the concerns your spouse has shared with you. Discover some of the prayers in the Bible and pray these prayers for your spouse, especially those that beseech God for spiritual wisdom and power. The Psalms can also aid you in praying for your spouse. Read a verse and pray for your spouse whatever that verse brings to your mind. Read the second verse and do the same and continue throughout the Psalm. Jesus said to Peter in Luke 22, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. Samuel said, As for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you. These and many other biblical examples admonish us to the value of intercessory prayer for fellow Christians. If prayer is the means of ministering in another's life, Why would we overlook this ministry to our spouse? What would happen in our marriages if throughout each day, whenever our spouse comes to mind, we prayed for them? Why not try this in your life and see? Studying the Scriptures You know, the Bible admonishes us to be diligent to present yourself approved to God, 
a worker who does not need to be ashamed, correctly teaching the word of truth. Jesus was the master teacher. His followers were called disciples or learners. We too are his disciples, and the Bible is God's textbook. In it, he has revealed his will for our lives. As we study the scriptures, we discover how God views the world and our role in it. Spiritual intimacy can be greatly enhanced when a married couple is involved in Bible study together or shares with each other the fruit of individual Bible study. You know, no book is more amazing than the Bible. It is a compilation of 66 books written over a period of approximately 1,500 years by some 40 different human authors. It was written in three languages, yet when you put it together, it tells one story from the beginning of mankind to the end of human history. No work contradicts the other, but it is all complementary. It is the story of God the Creator and man the creature, of God's great love for us and His desire to have fellowship with us, and of His means of redeeming us from our own sinful acts and welcoming us as His children. No book is more worthy of our attention than the Bible. No book offers more hope or help in daily living. If the Bible is indeed God's word to us, then certainly we should be challenged to read it passionately with a desire to hear what he desires to say to us. As husbands and wives share with each other what they are discovering in their personal study, and as they participate in small group studies, spiritual intimacy is deepened. Here are a couple of practical ideas for Bible study. 1. Study your weekly Bible lesson separately. Then share with each other one thing that impressed you about the lesson and one question you had about the lesson. Lastly, discuss one thing you can apply to your life. Number 2. Read a daily devotional book together and share impressions and at least one question a day. Another way to stimulate spiritual intimacy is to serve God together. The central motif in the life of Jesus was service to others. Of course, his ultimate act of service was the cross. As his followers, we are admonished, we must not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, we must do good for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. If service to God is so central in the Christian life, it must have an important role in developing spiritual intimacy in marriage. Most Christian couples are involved in some kind of Christian service. However, much of our service is done separately from each other. And certainly much of our service must be done separately. However, spiritual intimacy is greatly increased if we can perform some service projects together. Many couples have found that short-term mission trips abroad serve to deepen their spiritual ties. Many service projects are informal, without anyone inviting you to serve. You simply observe an opportunity and take it. Individual acts of service, which are later shared with your husband or wife, also deepen spiritual intimacy. We cannot do all spiritual service together, 
but we can share with each other the opportunities God has given us to minister. And we can encourage each other in our individual ministries. The important factor for marriage is that we share our service projects with each other so that we can pray for each other, encourage each other, and share the joys of the fruit of that service. How many of you dream together? You know, I think many of us look backward rather than ahead. We are grieving over some of the poor decisions we have made in the past or some painful things that have come our way rather than dreaming about what God has for us in the future. According to Dr. Chapman, spiritual intimacy is intensified by dreaming dreams together and talking about those dreams. Some of our dreams will come true, and some will never materialize. But the fact that you dreamed them together and talked about those dreams will increase your spiritual intimacy. Dreaming about and planning for specific steps of spiritual growth creates expectancy. Dr. Chapman suggests some ideas for the future that include opportunities for spiritual growth and service to others. Attend a marriage enrichment conference. Take a discipleship course. Volunteer for ministry. Go on a mission trip. Cook a meal for a person in need. Lead a couple's support group. Do home repairs for a senior adult friend. Make your own dream list and share it with your spouse. You are on a pilgrimage that will last until our Lord returns or until death. God has plans for the two of you, and you are responding to the promptings of His Spirit to accomplish those plans. Dreaming dreams keeps us from getting bogged down with the failures of the past or the mundaneness of the present. It plants seeds of hope and stretches our vision. Dreaming acknowledges that we cannot pour a lifetime of service into one day or one week. But we can plan to use the days ahead wisely. If we dream and plan, we can make the most of the time that God allots us. We have not all been given the same opportunities. We are not endowed with the same gifts and abilities. But we are responsible for what God has given us. God does not ask us to do what others are called to do, but He does have plans for each of us. He does not require us to be brilliant or highly educated or superbly gifted. What God does ask is that we be faithful with what He has entrusted to us. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, It is expected of managers that each one be found faithful. Our relationship with God is central in building a lasting, satisfying marriage. Each of us must be responsible for our own spiritual growth. At the same time, it is God's plan that in marriage we are to share spiritual growth and intimacy. By talking, praying, studying, serving, and dreaming, we can accomplish God's purposes. We are not perfect, and sometimes we're not very Christ-like, but He will work through us to grow our marriage. Well, our time is gone for today. I invite you to join me on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. on my Mutual Understanding Method Facebook page for some live teaching on relationships. If you're not a Facebook user, or if the time is inconvenient, you can go to my website, 
mutualunderstanding.net and click on the Mum Live tab to view the recorded teachings. Be safe and have a great weekend. I'll talk with you next year. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.